Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. Another risk of neural network translation is that it emphasizes fluency over accuracy. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and this is episode 39, High Tech Interpreters. In today's episode, you'll hear me talk with a true expert in the field, Jonathan Reckman, the co-founder of Cadence Translate. Cadence offer language services that help corporations and financial firms conduct business and investment research across the language barrier. Now, first off, apologies for my raspy voice. Um, the result of getting a bit overexcited on a, a recent trip to Disneyland uh, in Paris. Uh, fortunately, today's interview was recorded before I lost my voice, so uh, we're good there. Um, it was a brilliant conversation with Jonathan, actually. Um, I really enjoyed learning all about the state of translation and interpretation today. Um, he explained how the process works, and some of it's really quite magical. Um, he covered some of the skills and technology interpreters use today, and how the profession's being uh, impacted by the latest developments in voice technology. And we also discussed the do's and don'ts when hiring interpreters, uh, how you can get the most value from your translated audio, and uh, some skills that interpreters have that you can use in your daily life. Uh, we also discuss automatic interpretation devices, uh, unified communications as a service, and much, much more. Uh, one of the most interesting discoveries to come out of our discussion is the similarity between the mental processes of a human interpreter and the state-of-the-art uh, NLP stack that smart speakers use today. So stay tuned for that. Today's episode is sponsored by Georgian Partners, a venture capital firm that invests in growth stage software businesses that leverage conversational AI, applied AI, and trust. With deep technical and industry experience, Georgian's impact team help companies reach maturity in these technologies. The impact team even builds software libraries for Georgian's companies and open source these to the community. Georgian also creates thought leadership materials to help companies create a strategy and implement conversational AI technology. The best way to access this knowledge for free is to listen to the Georgian Impact Podcast, which you can reach by going to voicetechpodcast.com slash impactpodcast. Uh, they really have some fantastic guests on there, some big names that I'm sure you'll recognize. Uh, what I like about the show is that they cover a wide range of technical and business topics, uh, but also with lots of episodes specifically on conversational AI. So three of the recent podcast episodes that I would recommend are The Future of Text-to-Speech, Building Conversational AI Teams, and Creating Better Bots with Analytics. So I highly encourage you to check out the Georgian Impact Podcast. Uh, that link again, voicetechpodcast.com slash impactpodcast. I'm here with Jonathan Rechtman, uh, based in Beijing, China. Jonathan is an expert interpreter with over a decade's worth of experience interpreting for the world's most interesting people, including Hollywood celebrities, Nobel Prize winners, and business people across China. Now turned entrepreneur, Jonathan is the co-founder of Cadence Translate, who offer language services that help co corporations and financial firms conduct business and investment research across the language barrier. And Cadence specialise in the financial investment cycle, providing interpreters, translators and transcribers to the likes of investors, consultants and expert networks. So we're going to learn all about interpreting today. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Carl. Thrilled to be here. Yes, real pleasure. Uh, you're based in Beijing, which is where I live for a number of years. Uh, how's it going over there? Beijing misses you, Carl. It, uh, it's blue sky here in Beijing. 
Uh, I don't um, I, I don't know if you missed the uh, the weather more or the traffic more, but I can tell you they're both uh, trending upwards. The water is warm. So to all of uh, the listeners out there that have heard so much about the innovation scene in China or, or the, the rate of technology development and, and application uh, here in China more generally, please find the time to to come visit because uh, it's 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 never boring in Beijing. I could definitely second that. It is never boring. Every day has got something uh, something special to remember it by. That's the thing I miss most, actually, is uh, the West just can't compare in terms of novelty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a fantastic right. environment. But, <laughs> but it's... But it's also it is a difficult environment to do business as well. Let's not um, let, you know cover over the over that. The, the internet for one is a bit of a, a bit of a pain. I understand at the moment with the the Hong Kong protests and everything that there's a bit of a crackdown. So uh, I'm glad to even be able to to connect to you today. No comment. <laughs> I thought that pause was uh, them cutting us straight off. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, no, look, I mean, the, you know, we're, we're, we're off, off topic already, but, uh, you know, I, I love uh, I, I love promoting China as a place to do business, you know, for uh, including and especially for for foreigners. Um, there there are definitely technical challenges. There's definitely administrative challenges. Uh, but the truth is you have some of the world's brightest talent uh, sitting here, um, often not only Chinese kind of technical talent, but also international business talent. And there's, you know. We're, we're entering a period in which, um, you know, China is very much at the center of the global economy. Beijing is very much at the center of China. And so yeah. the, the, the types of resources that tend to, to pass through here and congregate here are really world class. So it's, uh, it's, it, it has trade-offs like everywhere else, but uh, this is a great place to do business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a backstory. I actually met your um, your business partner, Matt Conger, uh, way back when, right at the beginning when I was uh, just in Beijing. And we actually did um, one of these uh, tech kind of uh, accelerator weekenders, uh, like a hackathon together. And that's when I first met Matt, um, when the business was formerly called Seek Panda. Um, and it was uh, slightly different to what you guys do today, but I was I was there right at the beginning, so I was happy to happy to say that I've I've seen the evolution of the business from really just an idea presented on a stage, you know, pitching it to a few investors to to what it is today to this uh, international organisation. Uh, so it's really exciting to talk to you today to get uh, get this update on uh, on where you guys are. Uh, before we get into exactly what Cadence does and the, and the services it provides, let's talk about interpreting itself because not everyone's going to be familiar with what simultaneous interpretation is. Um, so you've been in the business for, for many, many years. Could, could you give us a, a brief intro into what it is and, and, and the process that you guys go through? Yeah, absolutely. So simultaneous interpreting, if you've ever seen video of the United Nations, you have people on the floor making speeches. And then there is this, uh, there are these rooms in the back where simultaneous interpreters are receiving live audio feed from the speakers in uh, one of the six UN working languages, and then they are simultaneously interpreting it, that is translating it into a target language, um, into all the other five uh, target languages of the, the, the working languages of the UN. Uh, and then their interpretation is broadcast over radio signal to all of the listeners. So the idea with simultaneous interpreting is that um, you, can have you can have a conference taking place with multiple uh, participants speaking multiple languages in the same room at the same time, and there's no interruption of service, and so um, it's a it's a pretty you know highly technical skill. Um, there are um, you know there's there's a an elite few number of training institutions in the world, and and generally it's seen as a, a fairly rarefied skill set. 
but it's it's pretty magical. It allows for people speaking different languages to communicate seamlessly in real time, and uh, it's it's something that you know I and my my personal and professional life have have been really dedicated to helping different people communicate with one another, different companies communicate with one another, different nations and cultures communicate with one mm, another, mm. and uh, interpreting you know. <laughs> In the uh, in in the in its grandest sense of of uh, being an intermediary of languages between peoples has existed for for thousands and thousands of years. You know, we, we often joke it's the world's second oldest profession. Uh, in its in its <laughs> yeah. more, you know in, in in the more modern sense of simultaneous interpreting, which requires uh, all kinds of equipment and and uh, and quite a bit of training. Um, it's been around for let's call it seventy years uh, since it was first debuted at the Nuremberg trials. Actually, it was the the first time that simultaneous interpreting was was used for in practical applications. Is that um, right? Wow! And then since then, it's just become a a, a part of you know inter the international diplomatic practice. And more, much more recently, uh, as part of international business and mm. and international finance, and so that's that's really where we're excited to see growth. Fantastic, yeah. You mentioned a lot of things there. One of them is the technology that that powers it today. Obviously, when it was first invented, the technology didn't exist. So, what what has been the evolution of of the technology that's driven uh, interpreting, and and what what are the the core technologies today that it relies on? The, the you know if we talk about the core technologies, it's actually very simple and, and technology that's been around for for quite some time. So uh, we're talking about um, uh, microphones and receivers, <laughs> with some with some intermediary advances that have been made in uh, infrared uh, radio transmission um, and and basic conferencing delivery services. But um, the you know the basic setup. If we if we were to like walk through, it's it's kind of interesting actually. If we were to walk through what happens when simultaneous interpreting occurs from a speaker who has, let's say, you have a um, a Russian speaker who has some idea form in their head, and and at some level of their intuition. That idea isn't even words. It's just abstract concepts that they mm -hmm. are arranging in their mind. And then a, a certain level of brain function structures those abstract ideas into a sequence, into a message. It's codified into Russian language. They, their muscle memory voices those sounds into, into sound waves that travel right. into a microphone they hit the diaphragm of the microphone converts it into electrical you know electri electrical energy travels through wires turns into radio energy for a, a transmission reaches the simultaneous interpreter's booth is converted back into electricity back into sound waves in our earphones it hits our eardrums and we are start if if the if it's a russian to english interpreter then decoding what those sound waves mean back, not into a literal word for word meaning, but back into that original abstract, those concepts and, and the sequence of those concepts and reconstructing the abstractified image or idea that the Russian speaker had, putting it back into almost the Platonian sense of the ideal message as it exists above language. And then once that message is clear in the interpreter's mind, re formulating it using the target language, let's say English, and finding words simultaneously, all, all happening in real time, making those sound vibrations that are going into the interpreter's console, and then being redistributed to the audience members who have wireless transceivers. So this, this one concept that has been expressed has gone through 
multiple cognitive and neurophysical procedures then been converted into sound waves, electrical signals, uh, and then back three or four, you know, three times at least uh, before it reaches the um, b- before it reaches the listener's ears. And in between has had the interpreter serving as a, a concept converter from right. from the Russian concept to the English concept uh, and, and, and then backwards, uh, if, if, if the case of a dialogue. It's incredible. It's it almost seems magical and unbelievable when you when you break it down like that. It's such a such a huge number of steps in the chain, and uh, this uh, mysterious magical uh, conversion in the middle, which is what, what yeah, the, we can, the human yeah we <laughs> the human can talk about that. I mean, part. It's, it's it's kind of exciting. You know, it's one of the areas in the world today where the most sophisticated technology available is still the human brain. And, you know, I'm sure later in the podcast, we can talk about what's happening in AI and machine translation and all this stuff. Um, But it, you know, wherever we wherever we stand in that process, it really sheds light on just how miraculous it is that, you know, for all of the 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 microphones and the transistors, none of this stuff is that advanced. I would say in the tech stack of the simultaneous interpreter, the human brain uh, is is doing some pretty incredible stuff. And we'll we'll talk about what it's actually doing and, 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 you know, some of the what are the areas of the brain that are getting involved well let's yeah that's definitely something we have to talk about because you know there's an expectation these days that that these conversational interfaces which are really just getting started can suddenly do everything that the human can do Uh, but when you when you dig a little deeper and you realize the the extent of the processing that the human brains are currently uh, currently performing uh, you realize what a task you have ahead of you to, to, to build a machine to be able to replicate that so This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications, including JavaScript, databases, natural language processing, and many more. In particular, you'll want to get your hands on a copy of the new book by expert voice developer Dustin Coates, entitled Voice Applications for Alexa and Google Assistant. Now, I've just reviewed the book, and I have to say it's very clear and well-structured. It takes you step-by-step through the entire process of building for both the major platforms and is suitable for both beginners and experienced developers. There are also other books on voice app development currently being written on Manning, and with the Manning Early Access Program, you can actually read these books chapter-by-chapter while they're being written. You can even ask the authors questions through the Manning Livebook platform. All the books are available at manning.com, and right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code PODVOICETECH19. That's right, 40% off all the books. So go check it out at manning.com. For, in terms of the, the actual interpreter skills then, so you've obviously got the language skills, you've got the, the human context skill to understand what a, how a human is expressing themselves, but there must also be some domain expertise required as well to, to really understand what the person's even talking about, um, political, technical, uh, whatever it is. Uh, how, do you, how do you personally acquire that? And are, are interpreters specialized in each of these different domains? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, if, if we were to really you know, simplify it, there's always going to be a text, a subtext and a context. And the text is what's said, the subtext is what's meant. And the context is kind of the adjacent information that you need to properly 
understand that subtext under you know to, to properly interpret the text into the subtext uh, all that supporting information and so you know interpreters are often trained as generalists or to the to the extent that they have uh, specialization you know a lot of interpreter training is around diplomatic convention international the international community just because that's where a lot of the roots of the profession lie but mm -hmm. as I you know, went from interpreting school, uh, which, you know, is a two-year full-time uh, commitment, you know, it's similar mm. to, to law school or anything. Um, after graduating and entering the market, first as a freelancer and then as a, you know, translation and interpreting entrepreneur, I found that the market really dictates your specialization. And so especially in a, in a market like China that is, that is changing so quickly, um, I found over every, you know, year and a half to two years, I'd say every year. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.